it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money. Earning points is easy, but finding award flights can be tough. Wouldn't it be great to get alerts when that elusive award space opens up? Thrifty Traveler Premium does just that. Thrifty Traveler's army of flight deal analysts are searching 24-7 for flight deals. And it's not just cash, but it's for those valuable award flights too. Plus, they've recently simplified their membership tiers to give everyone access to their Premium Plus tiers. You can set filters to only get the type of alerts you are interested in, whether that be domestic, international, economy, or business. Or if you love the unique one-off flights, check out their new Nerd Alert feature. Never miss another award deal by subscribing to Thrifty Traveler Premium. Use the promo code AT101 for $10 off your first year of Thrifty Traveler Premium Plus and get deal and award alerts straight to your inbox. And we're back for episode 36 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Joseph Petrovic and Angie Sparks is still traveling this week, but I have a guest on with me and that's Award Travel 101 moderator, Sophie Keller. Hey, Sophie. Hey. So Sophie is one of our newest mods and you've been on with us, what, going back to earlier beginning this year? Yeah, we're in February. And we are going to uh, get into a little bit about Sophie and her travels and some of the things that got her into award travel. And then we'll kind of follow on the typical format of the podcast. But before I jump into all of that, I want to remind you to check out the ratings and reviews. I appreciate any feedback on the podcast and we look forward to serving our members further. So Sophie, tell us a little bit about your background in award travel and kind of what got you started. Yeah, so... I have been a lover of travel for many years, and about just over two years ago, I learned about award travel, and that was right around when the Chase Sapphire Preferred was offering their 100K offer, and also if you went in the branch, the annual fee for the first year was waived, and they had a $50 grocery credit, so it was a moneymaker to get it for the first year. So that was my first award travel card, and I have been hooked ever since. Yeah, there are all kinds of little hacks and tricks that you get along the way. That It's always fun to learn that you have these options that are out there that, you know, despite us wanting members to use our affiliate links and generate revenue for us, there are other offers at times that can give people a little bit extra. And that particular card, I did not get the fee-free card or the $50 credit, but I do recall that it was 100,000 bonus points that I, I nabbed for myself. So that was pretty cool. And so what did you do with those points then? And, then, and how did that get you to dig deeper? Yeah, so at the time I was in a long distance relationship. So I was flying between where I live in Asheville, North Carolina and California. So I used those miles partially on flights and partially I am Hyatt loyal. So I typically use my ultimate rewards all by transferring them to Hyatt and booking those 
luxury and budget Hyatt stays. So were you familiar with Hyatt and were you already part of the Loyalist program prior to award travel? I was not. My dad was a road warrior, warrior, so he was a big Hyatt fanboy. So I grew up going to Hyatt <laughs> as a kid. And I know that he, you know, had status with Hyatt and he would book me stays here and there, but I was not myself a member of the rewards program until I got into award travel. And then in about a year, I went from no status to globalist status. <laughs> Now, did you do that through a status match or did you actually charge all the way to 60 plus nights? No, I was staying at Hyatt and I had about maybe 25 nights last year in 2022. And then in August of 2022, the World of Hyatt Business Card was offering a double elite night credit sign up bonus as well as 60,000 points. So I signed up for that card and I was lucky that the timing worked. I had a, I think it was a 13 night stay coming up. So that gave me 26 nights and I was 12 nights or so away from 60 nights just from those combined stays. And then based on some combination of organic stays coming up, I got to 60 nights. Yeah, I was going to ask because we're going to ask you about some of those highlights and I saw some of the properties listed in your highlight list. And I was wondering because I vaguely recall that, and I don't recall if that was last year or perhaps the year before that one of the years they were offering one of those double nights promotions. They also offered an extra night if you happen to stay at select all-inclusive resorts. And I know some of our members along the way had triple elite night credits for some of those. So let's get into that. Tell us a little bit about some of those highlights then. Yeah. So that actually happened to me. My last day as an explorist was at the Hyatt Zalera Campana. And I did not realize this while I was booking it, but I was one of the first people back at their property after they recovered from the hurricane. So I was getting triple night credits for my, I think I had a three night stay there. Um, just a quick little break from working. So that was definitely a highlight. I am a big fan of Hyatt's all-inclusive resorts. I have been to Secrets Impression and Regular Moich about three times at this point. I am a lover of that resort and <laughs> have made great relationships with the staff and enjoy going back. <laughs> I think they like seeing me more than I like going. So it's a mutual relationship. <laughs> That's awesome. And then in February, I think probably my most luxurious combo stay was a night at the Park Hyatt, New York. I got it when it was F-peak pricing. So I believe it was 35,000 Hyatt points for the night. And I think I checked in at around 9 or 10 in the morning and they had a suite ready for me as a globalist. So I was there for almost 24 hours, maybe more than 24 hours. and then. I had been reading about American Airlines flagship first from JFK to SFO. And at the time, you could book it through Etihad for 25,000 miles. So I booked that red eye from JFK to SFO. And that was my first live flat experience. I had flown business and first previously, but never live flat. Um, and I got to experience the lovely lounges at JFK and fly to SFO to meet my partner. 
Yeah, with that, at that time, I, I did that twice last year and it was kind of sad to see it go. I haven't checked it recently, but I've heard the numbers are triple to quadruple that 25,000 points now. So it's kind of sad to see those sweet spots go away and, and you utilize them when you can. But that flagship first with the lie flat, that one by one. So you, you basically, instead of having the typical narrow body plane where you have two first class seats on each side, there's only one first class seat on each side. And because I also enjoy getting to try to do some of those things that, you know, most people will never do because the cash prices are so ridiculous. I stay up through the whole thing. So I don't actually use the life flat seat the way that it's intended. So did you get to sleep any? I did get to sleep. I had about three small dinners over the course of my line shopping and the dinner on the flight, which I basically took a bite of to sample and then did not eat anymore. And I did. I got about maybe four hours of sleep. Yeah, it was not as comfortable as my bed, but much more comfortable than the economy seats that I'm normally used to. Those are, are kind of fun. And those are those little sweet spots we'll get into. I'll talk a little bit more about past trip that I just took with my son. So we'll get into that here in our trip update section. So a little bit about those kind of places you've been. You've been to the all-inclusives. You've been to Secrets Impression. And obviously that was a great sweet spot when it first started. It's now like twice as expensive. So is that something that you would recommend folks still go to as uh, now that it has increased so much in cost? Yeah. So I typically am a solo traveler. So I am paying for one per two people, but only one person is staying. So in my opinion, the double cost has real value still. I don't think I would go there solo again. I would bring a heat two or a friend to get the most value out of it. But I think that the resort is pretty spectacular. But the three times I did go, they were at the lower value. So I don't know if I would go as many times at the <laughs> higher cost. No, it's something I keep looking at and I keep wondering if we actually had the Hyatt Zalara Capcana also booked and we that fell apart over the summer because my kids just couldn't get along and they didn't really want us to go. So we ended up canning it. But I had that book before the price increase, the award chart increase. And I'm kind of sad to see something like that go. Cause when you, you have those opportunities to get something at the lower price before it goes up, especially so dramatically, you want to be able to take advantage of every bit of that. So how about the style in which you travel? Are you typically go towards budget? Do you what luxury is there some balance in between? I am definitely a mixture and budget traveler and luxury traveler. I used to be a very much a budget traveler. I would stay at hostels, travel and economy, sometimes even flew allegiant once in a while. And now I do a little bit of both. Sometimes I will fly economy and get a really good deal. And then stay at a resort like Secrets Impression Breach that's flying for $1,000 a night. And of course, I'll be using points, so not paying that amount. <laughs> and other times, I will fly, you know, business or first class and stay at the Hyatt Place or the Hyatt House. So my travel philosophy is travel as much as you can. More travel is good travel. And there is no wrong way to travel. I am pro travel 
um, regardless of it, if it looks like those $6,000 first class flights or those $60, you know, Lincoln Frontier Spirit flight, I think all travel is good travel. Yeah, I, I think I really got my start in this because of budget travel. I don't think I would have budget without budget travel. I don't think I would have been led to the award travel hobby because I kept looking for ways to do things better. And I think that'll get into a little bit of our tip of the week is always finding a way to, you know, make it work for you. And that's going to be something that, you know, I was happy with frontier status when I was able to match it over. And uh, I think that's one of the news items I think I left off this week, but you know, you, you, you have those opportunities to match status. I I've flown my entire family for like $42 from Ohio to Florida. That's a nonstop flight in their best seat. Then they're fully refundable with all the bags. I'm not using reward points when you've got $40 flights, you know, $10 a person effectively one way tickets. So there are often times that those budget airlines are super useful for folks and, and can really save you. Of course, you have to know that like, you know, anything, things can go sideways and they're a little bit harder to recover at times, but sometimes they recover quicker than mainline airlines because they don't have to worry about that hub and spoke model. They're direct and they can just reaccommodate from there. So good, good thing to point out. You uh, already kind of started talking about some of your favorite programs, but would you like to dive deeper into that? Sure. I come from a family of the Hyatt fanboys and have become a Hyatt loyalist. I am now a globalist and am doing everything in my power to keep that status. I enjoy most of their properties, both low-end and high-end. And I think what I like most about the loyalty program is the value. I get routinely over two cents per point in my redemptions, sometimes as high as five or six cents per point. And it makes my points go a lot farther. I also have become an American Airlines loyalist. I live in Asheville, which is not too far from their hub in Charlotte. And I get great value on short flights to the Caribbean. Sometimes I'll book those with British Airways Avios. And sometimes I'll use American Airlines miles. And status there is also a fun play when to get those upgrades and i probably will eventually do my status matching to united because i sometimes fly united and i now now after having status it's hard to go back yeah that's a it's going to be a hard fall for me with the when i did the status challenge last year i i got all the way to their Technically, they're top tier as far as publicly available, but it's their second top tier 1K status, which has done some nice things for me and my family. And I am barely going to requalify for silver status this year. And that'll be on a return flight from Zorkfest, which we'll get into a little bit later here. So I won't, won't be chasing it at the last minute, but I will barely requalify for any status and uh, being able to grab those economy plus seats right at the beginning of the flight. I will not be able to do with silver status. So you need at least gold status to book any kind of economy plus seat at booking. The thing about platinum or 1k is you can do it for your whole family, whereas gold status only does that for you plus one. So that's definitely a nice thing to have. And I'm kind of curious with you being so close to Charlotte and AA's hub, are you actually finding flights that you can find on stop out of Asheville? 
So nonstop out of Asheville, we have only a handful of options. On American, we can go to Charlotte the Hub. We can go to LaGuardia. We can go to DCA. We can go to Chicago sometimes, Dallas, and Miami. So we have quite a few of AA nonstops. So de- decent hubs choices from Asheville to all of the AA hubs. But then you're, I was kind of going for if uh, you had any Caribbean stops and it does sound like you're going to have to connect somewhere uh, if you do that. So with that, does that actually come across with the incredible deals with the AA program? Because I've, I've just really been, I've been collecting miles and not even at a rapid pace, but I keep collecting them faster than I can burn because I keep finding these, you know, 65, 7,500, you know, sub 10,000 mile awards all over domestically and even to the Caribbean. Yeah, I've been finding good value. I have a trip back to Hyatt Zalera Capcana in November. I am also going to try out Secrets Capcana on this coming trip. And it appears that they canceled the nonstop flight from Punta Cana to Charlotte on Thanksgiving Day was when I was supposed to be flying back. So now I am taking a detour to New York for the night and seeing friends on Thanksgiving. And then flying the following day on Black Friday to Asheville from LaGuardia. And that flight was 10,500 AA points. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, Thanksgiving flight for 10,500 miles. It, it's not exactly where you thought you were going, but it, it works out that the detour, you know, gets you someplace where you can go hang out with friends or family. And again, I've always just found American Miles once I really started digging into the program, you know, everybody said when I first kind of got into this hobby that they were worthless and you couldn't do anything with them. And the only way to get any kind of value was to fly a partner like Cutter or Cathay or Zhao overseas. And I've been routinely finding that domestically, especially short notice or what they call close in, the close in bookings, you can get tremendous value often, you know, 6,500, 7,500, 8,500 miles for a flight that would be two to 300, sometimes even $400 close in. So just a great program to get decent redemptions domestically. So no questions there. So the fun part here, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you got into award travel about two years ago and tell us a little bit about your work now. Yeah, so I have been able to pivot into full-time travel work. I work part-time for Michael Traeger's Travel Zork. And then I, the rest of the time, I am working for a war travel, doing that full-time and being able to work from anywhere in the world, pretty much any time that I want to work. It's very flexible and allows me to travel more, which was my goal. And this year, my goal was to do at least one trip every month for the entire year. And I am happy to report that I pretty much achieved that goal so far this year. My only month with no travel was September. I had a trip planned to Tahiti. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I ended up buying a house and the closing date was when I was supposed <laughs> to be flying back from Tahiti. No. So that trip got canned for now. I had originally booked it when when United had their 42,000 round trip flight from anywhere to Tahiti because of their birthday. 
And I was able to find 42,000 points round trip in economy from Asheville with two stops to Tahiti on either end. And then I was planning on doing an overwater um, bungalow in Bora Bora. And we'll have to postpone that into another time. Uh, that's awesome that you're being able to get these trips in. And that's kind of always been my goal is to get something in once per, per month or so. And I think I missed out on February and March, maybe April too. I think there was actually a three-month hiatus there. And it was May before I, I was able to travel again. But even with that two, three-month hiatus, I think I'm on my next trip will be number 14. So it's, it's averaging out and working out. And award travel really makes things happen that wouldn't have been able to happen, especially sometimes on the shorter notice that I'm booking some of these trips in the way that we book them. Moving on, let's uh, jump into the post of the week. And I'm taking the post of the week this week from our Apple podcast feedback and I just haven't checked that in a while. And I wanted to shout out to Kay Paley and mom who will travel because they shared some feedback on the podcast and just being newer to the hobby and listening and learning what other people are doing and how they're able to do it. It's nice knowing that, you know, we're reaching people and they're hearing, you know, what we have to say. We don't always share, you know, every detail and intimate detail of what we do, but there are a lot of cool things, as I mentioned before, that travel rewards can do for folks. And uh, you can definitely make good work out of that, you know, when it's something that if you, you really love what you're doing and you love to travel, it's not always about some things that people say in the hobby. They like to call it free, especially the people who are brand new. They, they love calling out free travel. And the trip that I just took with my son, you could say it was almost free travel because the trip was well over $5,000 and what it would have cost, but it still cost me 1100 bucks. You know, that, that's not free. You know, it costs something and it caught, whether that's, you know, your miles and points, whether that's time, whether that's effort into putting into, you know, the, the logistics and the plans of travel, there's some cost to it. But we do have, we're happy to share our family experiences. And again, I have an experience unlike most because I travel with my son who has special needs. And, you know, despite some of his needs and requirements, he is able to do pretty awesome things that, you know, I don't know that he truly appreciates, but he'll be able to talk about for a long time to come. So keep those, keep that feedback coming to us. We do appreciate hearing it. It's nice to, again, hear that we're reaching folks and thanks for the shout outs. I like to call it traveling more for a lot less money. Yes. Not free, but less than you would <laughs> otherwise pay. So let's head on into some news. And are you paying attention to Hilton's fifth night pre Sophie? I am just getting into the Hilton universe. I got that Hilton business card when it was offering the elevated set and those bonus points hit a couple of months ago. And I haven't booked anything yet. So I'm going to look into seeing how I can maximize that fifth night free on those bookings. Yeah, the uh, fifth night free is a bonus that is, it can really reduce the cost of your stays. And, and folks, 
typically staying at luxury resorts. Love to do this if you're going to the Maldives or Bora Bora or someplace where Hilton is more prominent than Hyatt or some of their resorts are considered better. You know, this is definitely a way to save some points. And there are a few caveats to that because you do have to have status with Hilton in order to be able to take advantage of that. The good thing is it's not very hard to get Hilton status. So if you have one of their co-branded credit cards at all, you have status, even if it's their fee-free card, it gives you silver status. And so you have that. Or if you happen to have one of their higher tier cards, it'll give you gold or diamond. And of course, anybody who is a platinum or business platinum card holder of American Express, you can certainly, you automatically get gold status. You do have to register, but that will ensure that you have fifth night free eligibility. I wanted to share a little story about one time I've only used the fifth night free benefit once because most of my Hilton stays are on free night award certificates, which is where I find their value to be exceptionally strong. But the one time I did a fifth night free benefit, we ended up having a hurricane ruin part of our stay. So there was a hurricane incoming. We actually had a seven night stay. So I used the fifth night free benefit plus two free night award certificates. And we decided to depart early and they ended up messing up our fifth night free benefit and they charged it as if it were cash. So it when I went to do the checkout, I was like, something's not right here. How do I have a bill that's every bit as expensive as full cash rate? And they had, again, somehow in the system, it caught it as a cash booking because the general manager had upgraded us to a couple of levels to a suite. And however they accounted for that, which I'm not sure, we didn't pay for the suite. It was a straight points booking but it recognized it in the system. So we actually earned points on this day and they never clawed it back. And it was a substantial sum of points because at that time they were offering like a triple points promos and I was diamond status and had the Aspire. So it was like 50 points per, per dollar on a fifth night free points benefit. I earned almost as many points as I spent on the reservation. So you never know when something crazy like that happens. It does happen on occasion. And then the other part of it was, is because that hurricane was coming in, they gave me one of my free night awards back. And uh, I'd originally had two nights and, and they had to do something special, but I didn't actually get the free night award back. And I was looking, I was like, I should have an extra free night award. But then the other thing is, is I have way more points than I think I should have. And they refunded those free night award certificate as points too. So now my free night award, which was supposed to be you know, expiring was now inflexible point. So it was just kind of a cool thing. You, you know, the program doesn't always work the way it's supposed to. And that can be a good thing at times. What a great story. Next, we have some promotion ending and we'll leave more on that in the show notes because there are 57 different promotions ending over the next few weeks. And some of them are buy miles. Some of them are transfer bonuses. I'm not going to dig deep into that, but we will leave a Link in the show notes for members to check this out. And if there are, there might be some deals that you want to check out. Uh, we also have an enhanced offer on the Alaska card. Have you caught wind of this? Yeah, I actually did a post in the Award Travel 101 group about that the other day. And it is something that I need to look into. I have no points with Alaska. So it's time to get some Alaska points. Yeah, with 60,000, that's usually a 50,000 Alaska mile offer. 
their $95 card giving you 60,000 Alaska miles. Now Alaska has recently increased the cost to their award program. So it's not quite as strong as it was, say, a year ago this time. But there are a lot of awards to, say, like the Oceana, to Sydney, to New Zealand, to Japan, to Asia. And a lot of folks love using these miles. I think the there was a statistic at one point that people used more Alaska miles on partners than they did with Alaska themselves. And it's just showing you how strong a value. Again, it is a little bit more expensive today than it was then, but this might be an offer to check out. And you may even find while our offer is 60,000, there are a few targeted ones out there that are a little bit better as well. So don't be shy in checking those out and looking around for those. You can definitely make use of those if you have some cool travels planned. Next, touched on this a little bit earlier, but they have the actual status match. I had written uh, in a prior post and we'd shared this on a couple episodes back that I'd written a post about Frontier Airlines doing a status match from your credit card. And it was something that I was like, eh, I'm not sure that it's really all that valuable. And so I didn't really share it in the Award Travel 101 group, but we definitely want to talk about the actual status match where you can status match over from a different airline status if you have that, which is a lot cheaper. Starts at uh, $99 for you know the lower tiers and $149 for the higher tier, which is the 100K status. And the cool thing about the 100K status is that you can book anything at the lowest cost. It's fully refundable up to 24 hours prior to departure. And you know this is like what I was talking about earlier, booking the cheapest flights, whether it's 10, 20, 30, $40 ticket, you get the free checked and carry-on bags. You get the uh, best seat available. You get priority boarding. And with all of that, basically, if you've done this status match before, then you can, you can pay an extra $50. So it's $199 to be able to do it again. And this will be my third year. That's 15, 16 months of Frontier's 100K status because it is good through the end of December in 2024. And you can definitely make good use out of this. Unlike Spirit's status match, this is also good for you and all passengers. So you can do up to nine passengers on one booking and they all get that benefit. That's free bags, free upgraded seats, you know, fully refundable. So you can get a lot of value out of this real quick if you fly Frontier and it makes sense for you. So Sophie, are you interested in Frontier's status match offer? I would be interested if Frontier flew to my airport. It doesn't seem worth it to me to dive all the way to Charlotte or Atlanta just to benefit from flying Frontier <laughs> when I can fly nonstop from many of the other airlines right. that fly directly to Asheville. Yeah, you have to make sure that they're they're going to actually provide you the service needed. And out of my hub, Cleveland Hopkins, they are the second largest airline by service and destination. So it certainly makes sense for me. It won't make sense for everyone, but at that kind of cost, it's something that, you know, members should know about and they might be able to take advantage of as well. And finally, 90,000 point ultimate reward bonuses are back. Are you keeping an eye on this? Yeah. So I was too eager to get my next card. So I applied while it was still 75,000 points and just secured messaged case to ask them to match the 90k um i 
applied yesterday, was approved yesterday, and the card should be here tomorrow. That's awesome. The uh, I'm kind of debating back and forth because I want my wife to get another one, and we've been putting spend on her existing ink. She finally was able to get approved back in March, so it's been six months since she's gotten another business card, and I'm kind of going back and forth because I'm thinking that that ink preferred offer isn't going to stay around forever either. That hundred thousand point and by spend the 90,000 point bonus is a lot better because uh, it's a lot more points per dollar spent. But I don't know. I think that might be around a little longer than this hundred K offer. I don't know when that's going to end, but it's been around long enough now that I'm starting to kind of weigh out which one will be better. And then I, I know while you can secure message chase, and we've done that before for the higher offer, if I refer my P2 for that card, that's 40,000 points for me and a hundred thousand points for her rather than having to message them and, and hope they'll give the 15,000 point bonus. So that's something you definitely want to check out. If you have a player two who has one of these cards, you have huge referral bonuses right now, but if not, feel free to support the award travel one-on-one community with your next card application. With that, Sophie, let's talk about some trip updates. What's new? Yeah, so my last trip was the meetup in Minneapolis in August. So I am starting to get uncomfortable with not going on a trip. Um, my trip for September was from my apartment to my new house. <laughs> that was about as far as I went in town. So it is time. But October is going to be a big month for trips for me. I head to Nashville. I am driving to Nashville on Tuesday and will be in Nashville for the week. And I'm staying at a new hotel to me, the Dream Nashville, which is a Hyatt property and will check off the brand ex- explorer of Dream, which I've never stayed at before. And the benefit is it's also seven minutes walk from the venue. We're going to a concert with my best friend. So that cannot be beat. Hotel was going for $700 a night and I used 25,000 points. Incredible. So great value. And then a week later, I'm off to Lake Tahoe for Zork Fest which I'm helping run. So that will be a work and play conference for me. Um, learning about casino loyalty, gambling, points and miles, and meeting um, lots of fun people in that world. Yeah, there's and, a lot of really cool things that happen. And that's really where I got my start. You know, the one of the speakers at ZorkFest, who's been a regular speaker at ZorkFest, Gilbert Ott from God Save the Points, has been a huge inspiration to me and and is really i uh, i think i give him credit for helping me get to where i am today because without his assistance at Zorkfest and my first Zorkfest conference was back in may of 2018 i was getting close to giving up and i i said how come i can never find these awards and gib took time out of his schedule and said here let me show you what you need to know and here's the basics and that kind of gave me the start that I needed to, you know, dig further myself and say, okay, what am I, how am I approaching this wrong? Why, why is it that I'm not finding what I'm looking for? And I, I can't praise, you know, these conferences highly enough for having that 
you know, people who are well-versed in that. And I will be joining you there to just hang out with folks and help answer questions when needed. Awesome. Yeah, we have some awesome speakers. Dr. Dave is doing our opening session. We have Carissa Lawson doing some interesting work about Southwest and how to take a one-step vacation. We have some people big in casinos and Justin Vacula, who's doing some things about casino loyalty. I'm excited for that Matt session. Bridger. No, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to Justin's session. Uh, he's got some interesting approaches to building casino status, you know, through some of the points and miles, you know, methods that are a little less discussed. So those that'll be something that somebody who's looking to generate more points for their travels should definitely be interested in checking out. Yeah, other big speakers, as you mentioned, Gilbert Ott will be there. Gary Left, I'm excited for from his work. So fat leader in travel. I mean, you can't go wrong with with the powerhouse. Ben Comical is going to be there. So lots of lots of great speakers. Cool. And I just returned from a father son trip this past weekend. Ended up flying out to California, doing some burning and not so much earning, but mostly burning of award certificates and miles. I had some expiring Turkish miles I'd talked about with Angie and I landed my flat Polaris seats for 12,500 miles each way. I'm actually flying that same exact flight to come out to Lake Tahoe. So I'm flying, it's Cleveland to Chicago, Chicago to LAX on the 787-10 Dreamliner. There are plenty of Polaris seats still open or less than you know, as this episode airs, it's a week away, but there are, you know, plenty of seats still open. And with the mileage booking and my 1K status, I'm guessing I'm going to be pretty high up on that list for a complimentary upgrade. So hopefully I get those lie flats real cheap again. And we're looking forward to that. The, some of the things I did with my son, you know, we, we kind of hopped all over. It was an exhausting trip for him. I know it tired him out. He's not used to hotel hopping. We did three different hotels and three different nights. We did the Park Hyatt Aviera. That was a new one for me. So I'm now one away from my next brand Explorers, my first time at a Park Hyatt. And I've always been more of a mid-tier towards budget traveler. So while I like to upgrade those experiences, I don't like to pay for them. So uh, the Park Hyatt was a use of my category one through seven a Hyatt certificate that I'd earned earlier this summer after I reachieved 16 plus nights. So those have, have always been traditionally hard for me to burn in a manner in which I like. And so I've usually been chasing them down at the last minute to get something in. And I said, I'm going to jump ahead on this one and, and use this in a way that hotel was over a thousand dollars a night and it was beautiful. I wish I would have spent a second night there and come off my cheapness, but instead Went to the Grand Hyatt Manchester in San Diego, cost us some time. We did get a really nice suite overlooking the harbor. Got to spend a little time in the sauna and stuff with my son, but I probably should have just stayed at the Park Hyatt and come off 30,000 points and stayed a second night because that place was really nice. We visited Legoland, you know, just some cool things there. And, and he hustles through things. He's not one who really, you know, stays and enjoys it. It's like, okay, I saw it. Now it's time to get to the next thing. And and that was our the kind of the motto of our whole trip. And I think by the end we got to up to Santa Monica and he was pooped and like I don't want to do anything. And I was I wanted to take him out to the beach and all the way out to the end of the pier and 
check out the rides and stuff like that. And he's like, I got a picture and I'm out. (laughs) Sounds like you needed a vacation for your vacation. Yeah, I think that kind of pushed him a bit. And but, you know, those are things that I wouldn't have been able to do prior to award travel still. And to be able to do it in the manner in which we did it and all these free night award certificates at very high end properties. This is for making things happen in a way that doesn't hurt your budget. And like I said earlier, it's not free travel because we still spent, you know, over a thousand dollars on the trip as a whole, but it was being able to get outsized value out of that, you know, some of those award certificates. I used 10,000 brand new points for the entire trip and that was it. I transferred 10,000 points into Turkish miles and smiles. I shared a, a post, hopefully it'll be out sometime soon from Award Wallet. I have a post together on the entire trip and how it's booked and what I needed to do to make it happen. I think there'll be some good things to learn for people. And if it's ready to go by the time it's done on my end, it's just a matter of whether the editing will be done. Uh, I will share that in the show notes. With that, we have our second to final segment of the week. And what bonuses did we get? So Sophie, Uh, You've talked a little bit about some of your favorite programs. Anything in some new bonuses? Yeah. So my Chase Inc. preferred bonus hit about three days ago. I'm excited to use those 100,000 points probably on my next Hyatt stay. Do you have something mapped out already or? I have quite a few points advanced reservations. My Kapkana reservation needs points. I'm staying in Hawaii in February. That's all points advanced. So. There's definitely more than enough stains for those points to go to. Yeah, I've, uh, that's one of the benefits of being a globalist is that you can advance your points. So if you don't have the points, you do need to have them set up seven days in advance of your reservation. Otherwise, I believe it gets converted to a cash stay. And it, that could be pretty expensive at a last minute price rate. But one of the disadvantages and why one of the reasons I don't typically do these points advanced bookings is that you can't apply a suite upgrade award while they're in that stage. And for me, typically as a family traveler, that's a negative for me. There was only one time I actually did that. And that was a way to, it was a a resort that was newly opening and I did it so that I could guarantee the suite. I did a point advance on the suite because they wouldn't, they couldn't apply the suite upgrade award until the hotel opened. And I said, I don't want to lose out on this suite. So I, I stole the suite, so to speak, and locked it up in addition to the standard award. And I said, if it's not, I'll cancel it and then have the suite upgrade award applied. And that's the only time I've ever used that particular feature. Yeah. I use it a lot because I'd rather have my points flexible in case things happen and be able to transfer to Hyatt just a week prior. Cool. Just don't forget. (laughs) it'd be pretty expensive mistake if you forget. So with that, I just, I did mention I'd completed the spend on our last episode on the AA executive card, that bonus hit, and I'm still waiting for the loyalty points to go with that. Because once I do that, that should hit me to the, or should get me to the next milestone with American airlines. And that's the 175,000 loyalty point mark where I'm looking to gift gold status. So I'm looking to gift gold status to my wife. I know that some people think the system-wide upgrades are more valuable and some others would take the 
miles. I think there's a 25,000 miles if you're an Advantage card holder. So you get a little extra, a few extra miles. But for me, I think giving that to my wife so that if she's traveling, she has the ability to get some kind of upgrade. And if we're traveling as a family and there happens to be upgrades available, even on the same booking, that gives our whole family upgrade status rather than just me and one other. So I think that's what I'm looking to do. And that wraps up what bonuses do we get? Nothing much exciting going this week. So let's wrap it up, Sophie, for your tip of the week. Yeah, I think the wonderful thing about award travel is it can be as much or as little as you make it. It can take as much time or money as you want to put into it or little. It's really up to you and that can change at any time depending on your comfort level. Absolutely. I think it's uh, important that folks know that just because we're into this so heavily and that we talk about this all the time, it doesn't mean that you have to. This could be something that saves you a few hundred dollars on a trip to, you know, all the way to you go further than we do with it and build incredible trips and, and, you know, chase those points like crazy. So there's all kinds of levels to this game and you can do it in a way that fits you best. I think that's important for members who are especially getting started in the award travel hobby that they, they know there's, there's a lot of different ways to save money. With that, I think that wraps up episode 36 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. Sophie, where can we find you? So I have a personal blog. You can find me at Sweet Redemptions Travel if you want to follow along with my travel. I am also at Travel Zork Travel. And of course, I am a moderator of the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. So you can find me in all those award travel groups. And we certainly would enjoy if you join us in the Award Travel 101 Facebook community. We have 100,000 members who are doing the same things as, as Sophie, me, and lots of the rest of us that enjoy jumping into this hobby. And if you're looking to advance those strategies a bit, check out our Award Travel 201 community, which is $89.99 annually. It's also filled with a few members who want to dig into the weeds looking for more outsized value. To book time with our team to discuss how to better your earning and burning strategies, check out our award travel one-on-one -on -one consulting service where our team will walk you through the best ways to help maximize your earning and burning strategies. And if you have questions, you can certainly send us an email at contactawardtravel at gmail.com. And if learning in person is more your style, we have just a few tickets left for our spring meetup in beautiful downtown San Antonio by the Riverwalk. Speaking of meetups, Sophie, are there any tickets left for Zorkfest? So we have a nearly sold out Zorkfest. You can snag the last couple of tickets remaining at Zorkfest.com. And we also will have one next year. So if you miss this year, don't hesitate to look for the next one. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Sophie. And we appreciate you jumping in here while Allison and Angie are still traveling. Yeah, thanks for having me. And safe travels. If you're looking to support the Award Travel 101 community, check out the link in the show notes to win applying for your next travel rewards cards. Until next time, take care.